is none like you, Father. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. Accept our praises. Accept our worship this morning. In Jesus' name, we worship. Amen. In Jesus' name, we pray. Praise the Lord. You may be seated. God bless you. Amen. Praise the Lord. We want to quickly share and hear from the Word of God this morning. Thank God for our lives. We thank God for everything. Uh, the scripture says in all things, give thanks. We give thanks to God Almighty for the many things and wonderful things he's doing in our lives and will continue to do in Jesus' name. I thank God and, th and I thank God for the grace to be on the opportunity to be able to speak today, to share the word of God. And I thank the pastor for the opportunity as well. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We'll be looking uh, uh, quickly into the message I titled, God in any situations make all the difference. God in any situation makes all the difference. God in any situation makes all the difference. Hallelujah. Now, in this world, and in different lives, and at different seasons, at different times of life, of everyone, of every nation, of every person, of every group, there are bound to be situations going on. The situations could be pleasant, and they could be unpleasant sometimes. But with God in it all, there is going to be a difference. There is always a difference. If it's a pleasant situation, there is a difference when God is in it. When it's unpleasant situation, there is always a difference, positively, when God is in it. And how we respond determines the impact that we feel and we experience in every situation of life. The scriptures take us through so many situations that has befallen man, both pleasant and unpleasant. And different people at different times and different seasons in the scriptures, they responded to such situations differently. And of course, they have different impacts on their lives and even in their generations. In Luke 12, oh, sorry, our main text will be from Genesis 26, 1 to 3, and 12, and from verse 15, uh, 12 to 15. Genesis 26, 1 to 3. Verse 1 to 3. In other words, so jump then into 12, verse 12 to 15. Because of our time, I will quickly read it. Genesis 26, 1 to 3, and verse 12 to 13 as well. And there was a famine in the land beside the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went unto Abimelech, king of the Philistines, unto Gerah. And the Lord appeared unto him and said, Go not down into Egypt, dwell in the land which I shall tell thee of. Sojourn in this land, and I will be there with you, and will bless thee, for unto thee and unto thy seed I will give all these countries, and I will perform the oath which I swore unto Abraham thy father. Verse 12. Then Isaac sold in that land and received in the same year a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. And the man was great and went forth and grew until he became very great. Amen. Father, we bless your name for your word. We pray, Father, 
that you will speak to us today. And as you speak to us from your word, that we will receive it and we will be blessed by it. And we will be changed for better for it. And Lord, lives will be touched for it. Whether those in the church here and those outside and watching online. And even those that will watch it thereafter. Let your word impact everyone and every soul positively, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. We come against flesh and self. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. In the scripture we read, there are so many things to take from there. Now, there was a situation, and the scripture recorded that it was after the situation that befell Abraham before, some generations after, another type of famine happened again. Praise the Lord. So, as I mentioned before, in the things of life, as we live as beings, there will always be situations, sometimes pleasant, sometimes unpleasant. So there was famine during Abraham, and he ran to Egypt. And there was famine now in the time of Isaac, and Isaac took off and ran to Gerah. And maybe in his mind, he's preparing and saying, since my father ran to Egypt in those days, and maybe the next thing would be to move to Egypt as well. But God said, no, don't move to Egypt, stay there in Gerah, and I will visit you. And what did he do? He obeyed. Praise the Lord. And so what happened? There was God in that situation already. Because before he heard from God, God must have spoken. He must have been waiting for it, for God to speak. If you're not consciously waiting, if you're not consciously listening, if you're not consciously expecting God to visit and to listen, we will not be able to hear from God. And God can speak to us in diverse ways, most especially from his word. It's not every time that you hear the prophet shouting, Thus says the Lord, before you know it's God speaking. But for every situation, there will be a way that God will communicate to us either through person or through his word, the scripture, the Bible. Amen. And there could be a time of plenty and lack. In Luke chapter 12, 12 to 21, Jesus gave an example, a parable of somebody who became suddenly rich. And then he forgot to include God in it. The scripture recorded and called him the, 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 the rich fool. Because God said, you fool. When he went to bed, he said, you fool. You thought all the wealth and all the gathering was for you to sit tight. Because he said to himself, of all that I need now is a time of plenty. All this will last me all my uh, time of life. So all I need to do is just to prepare, relax, rest, have fun, eat, dine, build houses, buy different designs of cars and clothes so people around with no have arrived. He said that in his heart. And then he went to bed and God said, you fool. Why? He did not include God in the whole agenda. That was in the time of plenty for him. <laughs> but his response to that plenty was wrong. Praise the Lord. But again, the scripture talks about the widow, poor, a widow that was in Second Chronicles chapter 1, verse 1 and verse 6 and verse 7, of a poor widow who uh, they say was a wife, the scripture recorded that was the wife of one of the sons of the prophets. The man was busy doing the word of God, but poor. 
Now, this is a different situation. Don't, don't forget that what we're saying is that there are different situations of life, but when God is in it, it makes the difference. It doesn't matter whether it's a pleasant situation or unpleasant situation. And this is another situation of a woman who was poor, not because he didn't know God. In fact, the scripture recorded that is the wife, or she was the wife because the husband is late now, was the wife of one of the sons of the prophets. So maybe has grown up to the household of God. Maybe she has become a laughing stock. But notice one thing. When she discovered that the situation was terrible, the husband was now late, was, was gone. What she did was, she cried unto Elisha. For time, we will not be able to visit all the scriptures. He cried unto Elisha for help. And Elisha, of course, attended to her and I said, what do you have? He said, I have nothing. Well, you have to have something. That's another message for another day. You have to have something. He said, well, I have a jar of oil. He said, okay, that's okay. Praise the Lord. So the lesson from there is, you see someone in a plenty, what he did, how he responded, and somebody in lack for years, and how she responded. She never forget God. Though she was a wife to one of the sons of the prophet, though it seems that she has been in church and nothing has ever happened to her that is positive, though the husband has lived that same life and died probably in penury, in poverty, and yet the debt, they were all even in debt and had to now struggle to make sure that the debtors do not take away her sons. Yet, she did not forget she needs, still need to cry to the same God. So what situation are we? What situation are we? Positive, negative, pleasant, unpleasant, lasting for long, being short. Never forget to invite God into it. It makes a difference. And, the, and God said that, and the scripture says rather, that the woman and the children gathered vessels and they, they put oil in all the vessels until they had enough. And he she still came back to the man of God and said, man of God, what you said we should do, we fill the tanks and all the vessels are now filled with oil. What do we do from here? Someone would think that once the oil is full, the woman should know what to do with the oil. No, she didn't. Well, of course, what do you do with oil? You wait them, the ones who cannot, you sell them and make money. But she did not. She went back to same God, to same man of God and say, well, what you said we should do, we have done it. Now we have oil all over the place. What do you want us to do with the oil? They say, okay, go ahead. Sell, eat enough of it and sell. Pay your debt and live with on, 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 the next, on the other profits. Praise the Lord. Never forget to invite God into every situation, whether pleasant or unpleasant. Praise the Lord. In the time of peace and in time of war, in the time of pestilence and, and in the time of plenty, Never forget. In the time of peace, never forget. In time of peace, David used the opportunity to attend to perceive God's needs. In 2 Samuel chapter 7, 1 to 3. The scripture recorded that we all know about David, or most of us know about David. He's been a warrior. The same David that we're talking about is the David that killed Goliath and registered his name as one of the warriors in Israel. Now, he became king. And all his time of kingship, he was fighting wars here and there, back and forth, back and forth. 
But the scripture recorded in this place that God gave him, there was a time that God gave him peace from all sides. All his enemies settled with him. So he was at peace. For the first time, he was resting in the palace, no war. Everybody was attending to fun time. But you know what David did? He didn't behave like the other fool that said, oh, relax. David could have said, relax. God, you know me. I worship you enough. That should be okay. Now peace is here. Time to have fun. No. David said, now God has given peace all over the place. I have buildings. I have structures. I have servants. I have everything I need. How come there is no house that we call the house of God? How come I, a mortal, have all this? Where can I show the glory of God, at least in the physical? At least, what in this time of peace, what can I do? And he said, he called the prophets and said, how come? See, the ark of God is in a tent. A tent is just a put pillar here, put pillar here, put something up. He said, that's where the ark of God is. But see us here resting in cedarwood houses. Everything wonderful. Let's go build a house that we can bring in the glory of God in such a place. Praise the Lord. That was time of peace. But that's the thinking of the servant of God, David. No wonder the scripture says that God said, for I know him is a man after God's own heart. Praise the Lord. That was in the time of plenty. And there was also again in the time of war, in the time of distress, Distress encourages doubt and unbelief. Praise the Lord. 2 Kings 7, 1 to 12 talks about the king of Syria that besieged Syria. The king of Syria besieged Samaria, sorry. Besieged Samaria and surrounded Samaria so much so that the hunger was so strong. Terrible hunger everywhere. I'm sure it was even stronger than what happened in, or what's happening in COVID-19. I think so. You know why? Because the scripture recorded that in that famine, there were a case of where women were exchanging and volunteering to eat each other's child for every meal and every, every day. Because a woman saw the king and he went there to report. Say, we are, I agree with my, not me, they agreed with, uh, with each other to eat this woman, to eat her own child yesterday. Now, today is time because there's so much hunger, no food, all animals are dead, everywhere is dry. Now, it's time to eat this woman's child. The woman is hiding the child. She was reporting that to the king. What was he expecting the king to say? To tell the woman, go and bring your own child? I don't know. <laughs> but that was the report. Praise the Lord. So, with that, I know that the situation must have been much more terrible than COVID-19. Praise the Lord. But the king, when he heard that, was so troubled. And so he sorted Elisha, the, the servant of God. And Elisha, hearing from God, said, I don't need to go to the king. Go tell the king that by this time tomorrow, I don't know how they price their, the value of their money then, but that a bowl or bread will be sold for two cents. Right now it's $2.50, $3, depending. But he said, tell them 
that I have heard from God this time tomorrow, a loaf of bread, they will be selling for two cents. I'm just using our own time now, the money that we have now. And while they were telling the king, there was one of the senior officers, advisors to the king. He heard about it. The scripture says is the one on which the king rests his arm, meaning that he's one of the closest advisors to the king. When he heard it, he laughed and said, how can that be? Even if God, he's bringing in God into it, but in a very wrong way. In a very wrong way. He said, even if God opened heavens and poured down abundance of blessings in one day, how can a loaf of blood be sold for two cents? It will never happen. <laughs> but you are not the one to do it. Why are you worrying yourself whether it will happen or not? Why don't you leave God to do it? Right? The king that they told was hoping that it would come to pass. But his advisors, maybe he wanted the king to know that he's a very serious and smart and intelligent advisor, even when it comes to the things of God. Maybe. So in his mind, if he tells the king that this is not going to happen and do his own analysis, the king will appreciate. Well, Elisha said, it will happen. Being a man of God. But the problem is because you doubt it, you will see it, but you won't partake of it. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now, that was a situation of war, disaster. But the king remembered to call upon God. In the time of disaster, are we doubtful like that senior government official? We have a lot of senior government officials. When they hear about the word of God, they doubt it. They are not the one to do it. It's God that will do it. Whether it's done or not done, they leave it to God. Let's leave it to God. Whether you're a senior government official or an individual, leave it to God to do it. Don't worry too much about whether it will happen or not. Praise the Lord. Now, there are some promotions that are not too good. Praise the Lord. May we not receive promotion of destruction in Jesus' name. The same senior government official, the next day, to call the long story short, two lepers actually ended up discovering that God has won victory for them. We won't be able to go into the story of that. But what I wanted to point out was that notice that the scripture recorded that these same senior officers, when abundance came into the city, people were massively rushing to the gate. And the king appointed him and said, you are a very smart official. Go and head the distribution of those items popping in. The next day, and he went to the gate to attend to the people. Because people were so hungry, people who were already eating human beings for food, saw abundance of food coming in the gate of Samaria thrown open, and the Syria has taken to their heads because God has given Israel victory. As people were rushing on the gate, they trampled on these senior officers. A senior officer that doubted the word of God, and he died. Of course, he saw the food, but he didn't partake of it. Praise the Lord. Now, there are times of spiritual down, and there's time of spiritual up. In the time of spiritual down, what do you, how do you respond? In the time of spiritual up, how do you respond? Look at the life of Saul and David. When God rejected Saul, and said Saul was doing the wrong things, he changed his attention from attending to changing his ways to attacking the reasons 
and attacking the people. He started to attack David because he perceived that God wanted to use him as a replacement. But when God told David, it's ritual downtime. For, don't forget, we're talking about situations of life. How you respond matters. Bringing God into it matters. When David was told that he has sinned against God, even as a king, what did he do? He went into the house and lie flat before God and prayed all his heart out. Praise the Lord. That's what we should do. I want us to be on our feet even as we begin to pray now. That God Almighty, in every situation of life, the scripture says, Jesus said, in this world, there will be tribulations. There will be trouble. But be of good care. Why? Because I overcome the world. That is enough for us to lean on as children of God. And so let us pray this morning that, oh Lord, every situation of life, coronavirus situation, whatever situations of life, oh God, I lean on you. You are my defend. You are my support. You are my rock. You are my rock of ages. You are my refuge. Father, I lean on you. Because you never fail, I will never fail. Lord, never let me lose sight of you, whatever situation. In the time of plenty, in the time of need, in a time of high spiritual progression, in a time of downtime in spiritual life, in a time of troubles in the city, Lord, let me, let me lose sight of you. May your presence dwell with me and my household always in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. Blessed be your holy name, for in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord.